Welcome to Self-Help for Robots. I'm your host, C.J. Pitchford, and this is episode 45, A Question of Soul. And I wish it was a question of soul food um, or even soul music. And, and definitely those two should be on your agenda for this part of the last weekend of summer, apparently, as uh, the calendar keeps changing. And uh, But this is the second recording, the second episode in this particular uh, location. So, hey, well, you know, some things change, some things stay the same. And, and yeah, that uh, it could be that I'm talking all also about a metaphysical soul, as I have been trying to approach my work in an ethical manner, and it felt so important to try to, you know, make the statement, um, the most powerful statement that I could make, and, and that I was creating and programming trusting souls, because, well, if I was creating trusting doles, or, you know, bowls, or no, <laughs> you know, and so uh, it just turned out that a serialized object ledger um, was, you know, what I thought was the answer, um, because, well, you know, my own soul, whether or not it exists or not, um, it is, um, you know, part of my sense of self, I guess, and, and maybe, you know, um, part of my collection of memories and feelings, um, you know, it's definitely intangible to me, even, and, and I'm the one who's probably closest, uh, to my soul, unless I sold it, you know, in that case, well, I mean, what happens in that transaction when somebody sells their soul? Does that happen at that moment? Or, you know, like usually that it's, um, you know, some future transaction and, and uh, yeah, you'd have to put that on trust always. Well, you know, that's what it comes down to. And that's why I thought that when I created trusting souls that I'd ethically solved what I had seen as, well, really a huge problem in, in creating something that could, you know, interpret and process and even express emotion. Well, it just seemed like that responsibility to me um, led to, well, I initially thought that there was no way that this creation wouldn't be abused and used. And and so uh, it just, you know, I had to keep searching. I couldn't just stop and say, okay, I'm done. I've, you know, just done what I guess I needed to do because... This all started for me as a way to try to improve my, myself, to improve my communication for and with my children. Um, but I guess, yeah, improve my communication with anyone, <laughs> um, but mostly to improve my relationships with my teenage, now grown and adult children. So, And yes, they're doing fine. And uh, I think I'm doing fine too, as I've learned a lot and included uh, in that process mostly was the uh, way to, well, you know, reprogram myself. And, and so, yes, that was the most important thing. And in so doing that, I, I saw that it was possible to program 
uh, you know, the ability to discern emotions. And so I thought, well, yes, if that's something, um, well, first I need to work on what's right and wrong. And, and so, yes, I did that myself. Um, and also thought, yes, this is something that could be useful just as I thought that it would be useful to be able to, well, to process emotions as when the authors of the crucial conversations said that we generate emotions from the stories we tell ourselves, um, it seems that, yes, that was a key right there that, uh, to me, opened up the possibilities that then later the work of Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett said, yes, here's um, where you're going, and in one sense, here's one side of the story, and it seems like that side was just complementary to what I was already working on, and putting all those together, yes, can be quite prescriptive normative. Like, now I've defined what feelings are. And so that seems like, wait a second, who made you the person to decide what these are? And yes, that somebody else to their own ends could define feelings differently. And yes, that's the thing, is that I've just come up with one model, and it serves one purpose for me, that is the creation of a trusting soul. And so that idea that I could do that, well, now that I'm implementing it, it does seem like, well, you know, some of the things that I've chosen upon, like um, the serialized object ledger, it's like, yeah, working with JSON, the JavaScript object notation, well, that's going to be part of it, but actually I, you know, need a data store, a real one. And so, yeah, creating trusting doles, you know, that's not going to be something that actually is, you know, going to work or sell or be the statement that I'm trying to make. And that is that uh, we have a duty to do this the right way. And I think that's why artificial intelligence hasn't, you know, worked out because the fundamental problems of, you know, um, just thought itself need to be, you know, restructured as, as yes, that uh, when I talk to somebody about feelings and they say, you know, well, what is your confidence interval? Um, and I, you know, know that that's not how feelings are processed. That's not how they work, but that's great for judgment and analysis. It's in fact, you know, a very reasonable approach. And I thought also it would be reasonable though, to look at, you know, um, emotions as emotions and to, you know, that's wow. I thought that I got to be successful, in fact, is through the ontological understanding um, and to embody that processing within the entire approach, which as a you know um, text classifier, it said, hey, yeah, well, tell us some stories. And then I was like, yes, then let's make sure these stories are, well, so arranged so that the dimensions of the orthogonal model of emotions are governing not only the story, um, but, you know, its understanding of it as well. And so, you know, that's the whole point is that we understand emotions, not just on a visceral level, um, but we tell stories about these emotions. And, and yes, that, uh, um, in fact, we do that, um, on a daily basis. And in fact, we interact with others, you know, maybe in an hourly basis or even more often. And so, yes, we're constantly, um, just looking at intent and volition and being able to discern, um, you know, through our own theory of mind, how to interact with others. And so, yeah, that uh, I think that the next steps would be for a more scientific look at uh, what I'm doing. And instead of just being me, the designer and creator, and being able to say, thus shall it be, someone else will say, well, 
uh, that's going about it kind of in a roundabout way <laughs> and showing, you know, here's a shortcut or here's something that you've left out. And so that's why you're getting positive results here, but you haven't looked at, well, I know I haven't looked at the you know, um, self-harm or even, you know, the extremes of emotions. And, and so, yes, by me just keeping it simple and just being very straightforward with it, I, you know, definitely want to say, hey, if this is expandable, if we can grow upon these ideas and improve upon them, um, that's what I'm doing right now. And so, and you know, it's something maybe we're all doing for ourselves. And all I could say to that then is just keep on helping yourself. Robots.com. That's self-help number four, robots.com. Thanks 